Welcome back to Far Off Perspective. I'm Kurt Architect. It's your boy Y Two Times, your girl's favorite ex. It's your girl Donnie Dior. Hey, and we back for another episode. On this week's topic, we are covering what is black. So of course we hear black. Far out is black. Uh, we talk about we're going to talk about experiences growing up as black and what is black. Um, I know for me, I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania originally, but I've been in Charlotte for quite some time. So I do. Consider myself a charlatan. If you see me on the street and ask where I'm from, I'm going to say Charlotte, unless you know me beyond that. Or maybe if you're from Cleveland or Buffalo, I could relate to that because that's not far from my hometown or like Pittsburgh. But I'm from Erie, PA. So I went to school uh, like the first, yeah, like one through seventh grade, first to seventh grade. Um, all my friends were like white. So like, I went to a Catholic school and mom kept me in private school. So I was one of those kids that you talk funny, you don't sound black. Um, not really being into fashion or clothes like that. Like, I don't think I got my first pair of forces until I moved to Charlotte because apparently that was like the red bottoms of sneakers. It's getting cooked. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, man. Well, I was, that didn't happen until Charlotte. And I'm like, what is this? They said, what? And I'm just like, <laughs> so I was like, okay, forces are, I have to wear forces. What wear- are those? <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm reliving it all over again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We that love, was this it. is a safe space. This is a very safe space. This is a safe space. It doesn't feel that way right Ooh, now. It is. It's okay. It's okay. All right, man. You left we it still out got, We still got time to tell, tell yeah, our yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> the Air Forces, I mean, I just didn't know that was like the It's thing. okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, you know how they you know how they joke and they say they see white people on the street and they kind of give like that stiff head nod like the... Like that was me to like my own people. Like, <laughs> yeah. I never like my one of my first friends. Shout out to Dejan Day Day. That was one of my first. That was like my best friend growing up. So when I first saw him, was walking on Twenty uh, Second Street, West Twenty Second Street, Erie, PA, between Cherry and Popular. I was walking down the street, and um, the dude uh, Day Day, he's like, "What's up?" And then my mom has me super mannered. I'm going to a Catholic school, so and his "What's up?" I respond, "Hi." And he so said, cute. yeah, he said, he said, hi. Ah! <laughs> hey, y'all, he said, ah, ah. I'm like, God so, damn. So just a quick question, bro. When when did you notice your shoes wasn't it? Um, well, I didn't like wear like shoes that was like off brand, but that didn't happen until eighth grade Kennedy, like my first day <laughs> of school. Because uh, the, the dress code, you know, had to, you could wear like white forces or like ruthless. black forces. Mm. So I remember my mom bought me some white kicks. And she's like, boy, sneakers are sneakers. Because we from Erie, bro. <laughs> Seriously? Like, okay, look. Black Erie, mamas be like, Erie, you better put them shoes on. Erie, Erie is not real up on fashion. Like, you know, you know if you're outside of Charlotte, um, one of the country towns, a little small towns outside of Charlotte. I don't want to name specific ones. But if you've been there, you would know. They're behind on times when it comes to fashion and shit like that. Definitely. Like, I don't know how if you've been outside of Charlotte. But if you're outside of the city, you could tell people are a little bit behind on the times of fashion. So that's like my hometown. It's improved some, but... She thinking white sneakers is white sneakers, so I never forget the ones she bought me. I still won't name what they are until maybe years later. Maybe I'm like million season three. Yeah, maybe season <laughs> three. maybe I get like the first letter of what they started. Right. With. Well, they, were they straw rights? <laughs> nah, was they shacks? It's okay. Bro, it I had some shacks. They was in that okay. category though. Oh, okay, see. So you got it from Payless. Oh, yeah, case with, like, yeah, bogo. using the bogo. Probably. Yeah, I wanted some K probably. listen, I want this is a safe I wanted some K Swiss yeah, so bad. Well, I remember the fresh ones. Bro, I the white, all white K Swiss was fire. Bro, I remember I remember wearing them, wearing them school because then cold. Cause I had some black and white Nikes I could have wore that was okay back then. It was decent. But my mom was like, nah, you need to follow this dress code. So I remember they yeah, said, yeah. introduce yourself to the class. It's Mr. Collins. I don't know if you remember Mr. Yeah, Collins. Yeah, 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 Kennedy. Yeah. So he you know, I introduced myself, you know. And it was cool. 
you know, and then I just remember it was signs. I just remember this girl saying, "Wow!" Like she like saw my shoes, and yeah, <laughs> that's when I came home. I was like, "Mom, I can never wear these shits again." I didn't say that, but yeah, these are so mean. So it's just funny. Yeah, they are, but I, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know because I'm kind of an asshole too, so I kind of appreciate. Those. Period. But um, yeah, that was my experience. I was like one of those people like you sound funny, you don't talk black. So it's just like, what is black? But luckily, I did have uh, two close friends growing up. That one I'm still really cool with, my boy L. Um, where I kind of did get to. I guess get a, a a little bit of seasoning from my from okay. my peers, and they was from some of them from the hood, so it was cool. But um, that was my experience. But it's just funny, like first grade to seventh grade, mostly white friends, sprinkle of black, and then I come to Charlotte. Kennedy's mix, it's, it's it's cool. It's a nice mix. I feel more like myself. I'm starting to get a little more comfortable, and then I get the rug pulled for me. I, I go to Harding with Wawa and the straight niggas. Like it's smart kids, you know. It's a magnet school, so pull kids all across from the city. But it's located like I don't want damn near the heart of the West Side. Slapping the hood. Yeah, so there was that too. So yeah, it's like a long. <laughs> it's just really identifying or, or feeling comfortable with who you are and what is black. But you know, I'm pretty comfortable with my own skin now. Took a long time, but I'm here. But <laughs> what y'all experiences <laughs> being black? Like I know Donnie Dior's from the West Coast Bay area. Shout out to the Bay. And hey. I know Wild Wizzle. Well, you're a military baby, but um, yeah, yeah. Well, Wild Wizzle, if y'all know his real name. He is African, so like, right. what what was your experience? Like, I know some of your stories, but what what do you want to share with, with being black is? And- uh, I was about to say, yeah, it was it was. I, I definitely had an identity crisis as a, as a kid because my name's African, but I grew up with all black people, and at the same time, uh, uh, my, my, my mom and dad they divorced when uh when I was young, so I stayed with my mom in Charlotte, but I used to go visit my dad all over. So I had a a like a well, we lived in the hood, but so I had an outlook of you know the world though. So everybody used to. You know, I always thought, you know, think I was, you know, better than them because I was, I was catching flights at like 12 or 13, like in the, um, they had like a little escort taking me all around and stuff like that. But it was, uh, it was tough because I could, I couldn't hang out with the Africans because they used to say stuff and I'd be like, I don't get it. They'd be like, oh, you're not African enough. But then I go hang out with the black kids and they'd be like, why, why get your African ass up out of here. <laughs> and, you know, since, you know, we, uh, we did pick on Kurt. So I'm going to just tell y'all a funny story about myself. So. I didn't go. I didn't start going. Hold on. Let me cut your mic up some more. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't go to uh, public school until uh, fifth grade. I went to Behringer, but before that, I was going to a Christian school. But they got shut down. I don't know what happened. But um, you know, if you know me, you see me. I'm dark skinned. But when I uh, I didn't know how I guess how dark I was until I was. Um, our teacher was taking us to the bathroom, and one of the kids was just like. Um, you black And I was like Yeah we all black He was like No you black black And I was like I didn't get that And then I was just like What does black black mean And then I went home I thought about that shit For like two days I was like What the fuck is black black And then um, I just I, I asked somebody And they was like Oh black is like you just, you just darker And I'm just like I didn't get it But at the same time I was just like Damn black black I'm just double black That's crazy as hell So you know, I just thought that was uh, that was my first experience of just dealing with, uh, I guess, people that, you know, just thought of me as just black or being called like because of my name, African booty scratcher or somebody would make jokes about slavery. And I'm like, I'm African. We was in Africa. You guys are the slaves. Like, I don't I didn't get it, but it's just time. You know, after a while, I just got used to it and I found my own circle of friends and I made it make sense. But, yeah, I mean, black can be anything because I was always. Uh, just a little different I like You know I like anime You know I like I could hang with anybody I just was a funny dude So 
I just always thought, you know, if I could make people laugh, they'll forget about my other issues or shit like that. But now it's like, fuck them. And I became an asshole through all of it because if I got, if you cooked me, nigga, I had some jokes too. I wasn't about to go down without a fight. You was all throughout the South too, right? You was born in what, Louisiana? Then you lived in South Carolina? Born in Louisiana, did a couple years in uh, South Carolina. I think that's when they parted ways. And my family's from uh, Charlotte, so I just spent most, most of my rest of my life here. It's a fun fact for everybody to know Wild Whistle. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. But, you know, got my own lane now. Black is black. You know, I accept all forms of it. You know, people used to say, you know, you talk you, you talk proper. You talk white, right. stuff like that. Or I grew up in the era where being smart was, like, lame. People be like, oh, look at you right. smart. Like, I, I, that's just crazy to think of nowadays. That like, is. to be picked on for <laughs> being smart. Yeah, identifying with being what is and what's not black, bro. Like, we, it don't matter. Because there's some people like the Candace Owens of the world that are black, but... For some reason, feel like they get a pass, or it's like Kanye. I know people feel a ways about Kanye, but you know, my favorite line from him of all time is like, "Even if you in that bands, you still a nigga in the coupe." So no matter how fly you are, yeah. how blended you are, or white people, or your wife could be white, <laughs> or you get, you know, blended kids, blended family, like you get pulled over, it don't matter. Your best friends could all be white. Like you still a nigga in the coupe. Like what are you doing in this neighborhood? Like it's the one percent rule, bro. Once yeah. once you get that black in you, you black. You yeah. know, you know. I don't, I'm white. Like exactly. Tell all the mixed kids that y'all got out there, man. They black. Exactly. Don't don't let them think they can yell at the police and get out the car and do stuff. Right. It, it'll happen. Well, well, Donnie Dior, what's your experience? I know you're from the West Coast and Bay Area. How was your upbringing and, and being black queen? Hmm. So I would say growing up in the West Coast, um, I would say more so, I mean, we grew up in a very like diverse type of environment. So I went to school with like Filipinos, Hispanics, you know, white people, black people. Um, And then, of course, going to school with those people like, you know, from grade school. I would say my experience um, being black, um, I was really comfortable. I'm African-American. But I will say that colorism um, was definitely a big thing, right? Like it's actually when I was in college, I made like a whole freaking like YouTube. I'll I'll send it to you guys one day, but about um, it was for a project and it was just talking about colorism. And I think that. Growing up, like, I would talk to guys, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, you're cute for a dark-skinned girl. Mm. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, they would say things like, oh, you don't talk like this, or you don't talk like that, you know? And that would really, really bother me, right? Or, like, just kind of growing up in a time where it's, like, you, like, especially, like, I graduated 2012. So, like, between that time and, like, being in college, like, you know, curly hair, you got to be light-skinned, you got to look like this. And if I am talking to you, it's because you cute and you not, like, just being like dark like being darker right it's associated with so much like negative things mm-hmm. so i would say that like i don't know but i used to love coming to the south when i went to new orleans okay i felt like i was beyonce okay they was, <laughs> they was, they was on you girl i was like okay let me move down south but with that being said like west coast is a little bit different right like okay like you black we got black people but it's more like okay you hella dark or we're not you know what i'm saying yeah, or yeah. like i said like i would get comments like that and it was just it would just always bother me Mm. it would really bother me Mm -hmm. so i think growing up and realizing that like you know beauty of course you know subjective in the eye the beholder whatever so have you but just realizing how colorism is really prevalent especially like in african-american communities Mm -hmm. and like just you know what i'm saying just like i think growing up and just realizing that like 
it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I just having to like realize that like I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> just fucking tequila. Uh just realizing that like a lot of these things were taught and it's, you know, passed down generations and generations. Um, and that, that's the first thing, right? Because of course it's easy to take something personal, but you know, a lot of people were like taught like that. Like my mom, like my grandmother was very, very light. She was from new Orleans, shout out to ninth ward. Um, you feel me? So it's like, she was really light, but my mom was darker. And so like, even just the comments that they would make like about her really bothered her. And to kind of find out what well, people made fun of her for being light skinned type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just like, I don't know, but definitely on the West coast it's very, very prevalent. I mean, of course niggas won't really say it, but the closest thing to white people feel is right. So, I mean, mm -hmm. if you dark, well, no matter what you look like, love yourself, you're beautiful. Um, and fuck all that rah rah shit. Mm. That's all I got to say. But yeah, that's how I grew up in the West coast feeling like if you darker, like, shit like niggas may not like you if you a little bit darker you know type of shit like oh well i look like this or like i said you get those kind of comments it's like uncomfortable type of stuff so yeah the whole year pretty for a dark skin girl that's really a wild era. yeah that's a slap wild era okay slap in the face I feel like a lot of that shit people are just now starting to really grow out of for real um with the whole year cute for a dark skin girl or even like tyrese was talking about colorism and him not really feeling confident growing up. Like we look mm -hmm. at Tyrese, like he's well, you know, his antics we kind of laugh. But as far as his talent and stuff, like he didn't really have that confidence in him because he wasn't like the it guy or grew up to you know dark skin jokes and whatnot. So I know in the last episode we we're talking about Wale and um, his first album, Attention Deficit. He had a beautiful song on there called um, Shades. Right? I think it's called Shades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a lot of hook, man. It's like from the from a light skinned girl to a dark skinned brother. Shade doesn't matter. Heart makes the lover. Like that's a beautiful ass record. That's still relevant to this day. So yeah, that's a big reason of what Far Out is for the unique, talented, and misunderstood. From as far as entrepreneur, or if you're an artist, or you whatever type of creator you are, just being the, your own individual. But a lot of that also is you know Far Out. It comes from me looking up the word weird and seeing one of the words associated with weird was Far Out because I always kind of felt different or even feeling different. I always felt like not better than people, but I felt like, yo, all because I'm not like y'all don't make me like any more or less. Like we're all black. Like a lot of us operate the same. So when I think of far out, I think of, you know, having an umbrella of a Tyler creator or Rico nasty or a money bag, yo, or Davies or a um, lotto or uh, Cardi B, like just different mixes and meshes of black people. Like we're all still, Black. Black at the end of the day. So just more acceptance of our of our own selves. Um you know, can I can I add something? I think we should celebrate like all types of blackness, right? Like if you it. from even if you like I saw somebody that really made a point that really resonated with me. Like we think that like black excellence, right, is only like if you got a degree or if you got this or if you got that. Kind of like what I was saying like a couple episodes back. But like don't matter like you know what i'm saying like we're black we all have different experiences and that's mm -hmm. something we can't control right like you came from somewhere that like may not have been like a whole like predominantly black versus like these kids have grown up different like i don't know and even then like even when you said something about like kids making fun of you because you're smart like I think a lot about like the kids that I went to school with and them not really having the support or somebody pushing them to tell you or t having the patience enough to like help them. So it's like they fell on the weight side. They stopped going to class type shit. So it is easier to joke about the somebody who gets it versus somebody who don't. Right. And it's like, you feel me? Like just trying to encourage those kids too, because it's like, it's important that like we help kids from like 
the hood or you feel me like just less privileged areas right you know because nobody's instilling confidence into them or telling them that you can go and do it so i think like all types of blackness vice versa like i i get what it's like to be the oddball out because it's like like i said i people think i talk white right like people have literally told me like oh my god you talk so proper and it's like okay well i can't help it but also i'm not like i don't know the way i take it is like i get it like you grew up around different we grew up around different types of people you know i try to respect all types of places people come from and shit because i don't know we need to all blackness is is acceptable love yourself who you are black excellence right out there so no that's a fact yeah being black is just deeper than just the skin tone or what you appear to the eye talk about it it's really like i was on linkedin and they were talking about diversity as a post about that and um they're talking about diversity inclusion and hires and you know having people of color you know that's their favorite way of saying things but it's deeper beyond that because you could we could both be black, but like you were mentioning earlier, alluding to earlier, we have different backgrounds. Like me and you could both be black, but you could be from the suburbs and I could be from like the slums or, mm-hmm. you know, we could be from two totally different classes. So even when you talk about diversity, it's deeper than just color. Like, Come on, talk about it. When you're diverse, you could really have two totally different experiences and look the same race. To them, it's still a nigga. <laughs> but, right. you know, it's just different experiences. Like, so we're not all the same. Like, yes, we may appear that one way, like black, one color, but. When you talk about diversity, it's way deeper than just surface level. So, but um, yeah. But I think the moral of the story is I think we're all proud to be black, um, and just embracing um our own uniqueness and just acknowledging that you know it's not just this one thing. So if you listen to this, you're black. Um, you know you're included in this realm of what far out is and it being different. And um, you know we're gonna have episodes if you talk about anime. That's Wawa's forte. Hey, um, just, <laughs> just different, just all different things in background. So I really feel like we're in the, like the roaring twenties era of like mm. just creating businesses and um, creating lanes and welcoming people into those lanes. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's very exciting times. A lot of crazy shit be going on, but at the same time, it's still exciting times. So yeah, I think that's what we want to really bring to the table today is about our experiences being black. Yeah. But, um, it's always been fun though, man. It's I've had, I've had I've had better I've had better good days than bad days. Yeah, I think none of us will change being black despite all the odds against us. None of us will change it. Like when something crazy happens in pop culture or the news or politics, right? Most of us have Twitter. We're going to look at black Twitter. Like I get all of my daily laughs. Majority, like me and you shoot back and forth to each other like shit on Twitter. Like right, black right. Twitter is really. <laughs> It's really a thing like i don't know like right if you, but but if you could like so for if you could be another race for another week what would you be uh that's a great ass question that's a, you know it's, it's top I of the head i feel like i'll still let it be black you but still be black to finesse something for a week to finesse and i'll be the week. i'll be the whitest man possible for bro i'm week. getting a million dollar loan <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting yeah. everything. I got opinions. I'll probably be Asian. <laughs> You'll be Asian. Yeah. That's I, a good, what I, type of Asian? Come on, bro. That's a that's a broad spectrum. Uh, you got to pick. Um, the eight, I don't know. That might you know what? We I don't want to get you in trouble. We gonna stop there at that nah, one. I'm, I'm nah, I could trouble. walk a fine line. Um, <laughs> 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 I would be if I had to pick like outside of being black, like. Asian, bro, you think how connected they are? Like, just not even Asian, just other every other culture outside of being black, they're all knitted, bro. They come here, they come to this country, they band together, and they yeah. be on their own shit. True. They have their own community. They put the dollar into their own communities. Like, our dollar don't ever stay in our own community. We talk about it all the time. I think what uh, Ernie Leisure, they were reporting on, it's not even just Ernie Leisure, they're just reporting it, but it's facts out there. I think our spending power last year 
was what 1.6 trillion yeah how much of that really goes into our own community so i would probably get those ideas or kind of learn what makes them stick together outside of what it look appears to be the obvious but maybe really getting a game plan of how they do things and bring it to us because we make other things so much more popular we don't spend money in our own community like this shit is ridiculous like even when it comes to making things popular and and, and clothing trends and brands like we make all this other shit popular like there's this guy, um, Isaac Hayes III, he has fan base. That's another... Well, do y'all know what fan base is? They're familiar with fan base? Yeah, I, yeah. That's, um, that's uh, Isaac Hayes' uh, son, right? Yeah. I used to be on Clubhouse. I he used to so. talk a lot on Clubhouse. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he was talking about his brand, his um, social media app, fan base, talk about basically how you could create and um, get monetize off of it. Because if y'all remember a couple weeks back, I think TikTok, I think there's a list of the top influencers and like the number one guy like makes the, he wasn't even named and he doesn't get paid the most. It's the guy that always does TikToks of somebody doing some, sh- making real easy shit, real lazy and easy. Yeah. You're talking about the the, uh, the dark skin yeah, guy. Yeah. He simplifies yeah, cause, yeah. 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 So he's like the most popular influencer out there. Yeah. No, he's um, super popular. Yeah. I think he gets like the least amount of bag or, or something mm-hmm. like that. So, he lives in Italy too. I thought he yeah, was from America. Nice from over, over overseas. But yeah. So you think about how popular we make these apps and these trends and shit. And you know, you got a black man running the social media app that has, that could have potential to like really be a force. It's just, we got to pour into our own shit. So like imagine if we have a, another Instagram or a TikTok, but it's black owned. Right. Majority mm-hmm. black owned. That would be crazy. But we always quick to run to other people's shit. Like even Clubhouse. We blew Clubhouse up. No, no niggas on that shit. Okay, right. let me ask a realist, realistic question. Like, what, what do, you, what do you think that would help with having a lot of black-owned things? Like, what would that? Because I think, like you said, right? Like, if the money is not going into the community, then it's cool to make you a millionaire. I love that. Right. But like, how does that double back into like real shit that's like in our communities? Like, I think, like, it's not that I don't have a problem, like necessarily with black capitalism but like i think more about like black like social issues you know what i'm saying and it's just like okay like i'm not even gonna lie so please don't cancel me for this but like i used to love beyonce and i still do i love her to death right but <gasps> like be careful I, I still love yeah, her i still i still love her okay let me just say you better say a, a, a millionaire a, a millionaire okay? okay a black millionaire I think that like, and I used to stand for this black millionaire all the time, right? And I'm not gonna lie, like I found myself as a black person, like in the year of what, the summer 2020, like just upset, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want no IG posts. I don't want none of that shit. Like niggas really have to do something about like just black experience. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, like putting money, whether it be affordable housing, whether anything, right? Like. So it's like, why stand these people and be happy that they're making so much money when that money is not even being funneled into like black communities? And I will say this, it's not up to them to do it, right? Like if anything, I pay taxes to the government to do it, but still it's like, but if you're black and I'm black, you trying to help me, I'm trying to help you. What does that look like? You know what I'm saying? So like, like I said, black capitalism is cool. Making black millionaires is cool. But if the money is because like, I feel like once you get a certain tax bracket and we saw it a lot with Trump, right? Like seeing hella niggas be like, oh yeah, you feel me? I'm about to vote for Trump. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You feel me? Cause I got hella money and I got this and I got that. So you're not, you thinking about money. You're not even thinking about being black anymore. Mm-hmm. You thinking about all this cash that you bringing in. Fuck all the morals and all that other shit. So you feel me? Once a nigga get get past a certain, you feel me, tax bracket, being a nigga don't matter. You right. feel me? Because Not I can him. be in them circles. So it's like I and I love Jay Z. 
I love another millionaire too, right? I love him too. So, but I understand the criticism. You know what I'm saying? Billionaire, but I understand the criticism. So that's just food for thought. Like, you feel me? Like Oakland. Shout out to Oakland teachers. You feel me? They out there trying to teach some kids. They on strike right now. Like that type of shit. They trying to kids don't even got you feel me food to eat type Mm. shit. Like that's the shit I'm worried about. Whether making you the first black millionaire. I I just feel like we're kicking into like money into our own communities and building up our own economy with that 1.6 billion fixed 1.6 trillion dollar spending power that we have. I feel like if we kick that into our own community, build up our economy. You know, you're likely to hire somebody black, and we all know what politics, politicians money makes them move like we've seen the asian community they got if it's a federal offense to what, do any type of harm or anything or well i forget what like a hate crime sort yeah of a hate crime basically yeah. you know what i'm saying we still fighting for like lynching laws and shit like that they have a bag so yeah. they could get their shit passed like we all know we america have, don't like black people that's, that's why it, like that's why america don't like black like america literally enslaved black people for x y and z years and like after we were free, like the whole like like the what is it the Annabella era? Then it's like going into just like Jim Crow, like everything that has happened. Like even watching the Billie Holiday story and finding out that like they spent years trying to take this lady down for a song. They don't like black people. America don't like black people. Even Kanye West said it. So That's it's true. like, of course, they're going to give shit to other people and do other things. And it's like, yes, that makes us riled up. And I will say this, right? It, it takes a lot for me to say this, but like even seeing them like, all right, them niggas is getting justice X, Y, Z. We got to be focused. It's the government, right? It's their problem. They granted that. Okay, cool. Whatever. Whoop, whoop, whoop. But black people are still fighting. Yeah, we can be mad that, that they got that rule, but we need to go back to history, right? We need to know, has this person done this before? Bruh, American don't, Americans don't like, what is this? America don't like black people. Don't give a fuck about what we got going on. You know what I'm saying? We really have to depend on this social movement to make things change. You know what I'm saying? We have to, like you said, we have to maybe pull money. We have to put things into our own communities and we have to do our own initiatives. But like, depending on the government, nah, bruh. Like, I'm, okay, cool. They got a no hate crime app. That's cool. All right, like that's that's cool or whatever, but I'm not expecting the government, you feel me, to be like, yeah, like, yeah, here, here, here's the recognition. Who the fuck wants that, nigga? Give me my forty acres and a meal, that's you know? Right, me that. But you bag. know, earlier you were saying that's how want my piece of the pie, like everybody else got. But bro, earlier you mentioned my ancestors worked their ass off, bro. I just want a piece of the pie. My bad. Bro. Look, I ain't mean to. Oh, you know, how earlier you mentioned how you know once you get to a certain stature, like green's the only thing that really matters. So like, if we, you know, what I'm saying, get our dollars up and our economy's going. You know, if green is the only color that really matter, then shit, maybe we could live a little bit, a little bit better for the most part, majority of us. Niggas got to be more revolutionary. That could be wishful thinking. Yeah. Because when you get that, when you get that bag, you, you, you buying all type of stuff. You know, you can't tell somebody, you can't tell, especially black people, you can't tell black people with money what and what not to buy. Because if they if they, if they if they want that Balenciaga, they want that Gucci, they're going to go get it. That's you know a goddamn I mean? shame too. It's, it's, a, it's a shame, but you can't tell people what to do with their money. So well, at the same time, it's... But the message, though, I think that we realize, like, like I said, if we preach a lot about black capitalism, that's only going to really fit an individual. Right. So it's like if we do like if there's more initiatives where it's like, okay, well, whether it be a fucking boys and girls club program or, hey, we're funneling money into this community or we're doing things for kids that look like this, like. I feel like things will be a lot different. So, like, you can have the money, but you also got to have a team and 
just people that have the same purpose. So I think like that's where the whole what was it, Black Lives Matters? You feel me? Like that was a whole yeah, a whole thing that fell off because it's like, oh well now that. niggas is getting so many donations and so much money. Woo woo woo. Like, don't even get me started. Cause it the even they, like the They do capitalize off our Exactly. It that's what I'm saying. So it it's I don't know. My yeah, bad. So like, this could be a part two. So y'all can y'all can check us out next week. We'll have Dr. Umar Johnson on the show. <laughs> no, you cannot bring your white wife. Yeah, that nigga's hilarious. <laughs> you cannot bring your white I wife. I beg your pardon. Okay. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Excuse this kid, me. This Ku Cuts clan member <laughs> out this live. Excuse me. You are a Ku Cuts clan member. I love, I love Man, Next time you come to Charlotte, we got to go. I love Dr. Umar. Just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Right. Well, th- well, y'all could take this conversation amongst yourselves. Y'all listening. What is black to you and what matters and our spending dollar and all of that. You know, age old base. I'll probably. Probably continue for a long time until we finally, I don't know, really get to a real respectable place for the good majority of us. But as always, appreciate y'all listening. I'm Kurt Architect. Why two times? Donnie Dior. We all appreciate y'all.